Aloha. Dramatic pause. We're your host, Dan and Gabe, and we talk about the gospel in life. This week, we have marshmallows and rules. Holy Spirit, show me the way. So, Dan, what do you even mean by marshmallows and rules? Well, there is a Stanford experiment, uh, for the marshmallows part anyway, that talked about this idea of delayed gratification. So they had these kids in a room, and what they did was they put these marshmallows in front of them, and they said, okay, if you're able to resist taking these marshmallows now for, I think, something like five or ten minutes um, and waited, then, then you would get two marshmallows later. And then, so there's this idea of being a one marshmallow person and two marshmallow person. Um, and of course, they found that, oh, the, that these kids use different methods to try delay that gratification. Some kids couldn't do it. Other kids actually just plain fell asleep or just like hid in a corner so that they couldn't see the marshmallows. Whatever the case or whatever, however they did it, um, there's a follow-up with these kids, uh, I think like 10 years later. Um, and they found that in high school that they tended to do better. Um, they tend to, there's a direct correlation with a higher SAT score and all of these things. So this idea of delayed gratification kind of makes it seem like there's an idea that your ability to control yourself has an effect on the way that you can live life. And yeah, and this rules part is maybe something that we can get into. Uh, there's this Christian type of thing called a rule of life. Um, I don't know, Gabe, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. But yeah, just to ask about this marshmallow thing, I'm not, I, I haven't read about the study but are we saying that the kids who were able to resist and wait to get the two marshmallows end up doing better in life? Yeah, they actually, or at least in the achievement way, where they're able to, or they're followed up with, and it was found that there was a higher SAT score um, specifically. So the, they also talked with the parents of these kids and they said that, yeah, these kids were definitely more competitive um, compared to their peers. And... A lot of these things are just indicators. They're not like causations, but there is a correlation some, somewhere that, that's going on with delayed gratification and being able to perform better later on in life. Um, and yeah, these are just kids. So if they had these, I guess, skills or rules, as, I would, as we would say, uh, later on, that it would actually be proven to show that, yeah, in their studies uh, or sports or whatever, that they'd be doing better. I guess that's probably why... I'd got pretty bad grades. I, I've never been a good delayed gratification person. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. But we're about to learn this other thing about how I guess the gospel brings it in, if you want to go into that. Yeah, sure. So this concept of a rule of life uh, is apparently, it apparently comes from monastic guidelines, I don't know, monastic principles, uh, where a rule of life is a trellis that helps us abide in Christ and become more fruitful spiritually. A rule of life, very simply, is an intentional, conscious plan to keep God at the center of everything we do. I think all people who are Christians after a while do have things that they do, or they, they all realize that there are things they need to do to kind of help to maintain God at the center of their lives, right? Uh, what do you, what are some things that, how do you think that looks practically in your life, Daniel? Um, I, I think the, the 
like the typical practices, I would say, or I guess rules of life that you would see is, of course, like morning prayer, Sabbath, uh, and like church on Sunday, resting well. I think those things are very common and, and found in the Christian life, but I think that that can extend further. It can look different. I guess for me this week, I'm focusing on eating well and eating not like well in the sense of like I'm gorging myself, but well in that like I'm just keeping myself well like fed so I can get through the day and not starve, but also not overeat. Uh, And the main thing is that, yeah, in this coronavirus lockdown that we have in the Bay Area, um, it's kind of really tempting to eat snacks because it's right there. And there it is, that marshmallow (laughs) effect where... I just I just kind of get bored. I go into the kitchen and I just look for snacks to eat, um, a bunch of granola bars, candy, whatever. Um, and so my goal this week is actually trying to limit how much snacking I do um, and in my eating. And of course, there's like no perfect way to do this. The approach that I'm doing uh, this time is that I'm going to start eating my meals in kind of the intermittent fasting, eating my meals in a more uh, closer timeline. So I'm basically only eating lunch and dinner every day, but I'm making sure that I'm eating my dinner at like sometime early five, five to six ish um, and eating lunch around 12, 12 to one. And that way I'm not eating the entire day at least, but I'm only eating in that period. Uh, and it's, it's definitely been helpful. I, I get tempted to snack, but I realize that it's not the eating period. So I'm able to kind of like stop myself there. Uh, I noticed that for other people that have tried this, their mileage has varied. So we'll see how I do this week. But yeah, for, for this week, that's that's what I'm doing. I guess, what is the purpose of eating only at the specific designated times? And what's the purpose of avoiding snacking? It, it is that thing of overeating. And um, I guess that the, the thing of gluttony. Because I notice that if I don't put a restriction on myself, or rather I eat my dinners late then there's a longer time that I'm going to have a chance of eating because I'm letting myself eat. Uh, I, I would say that like yeah, lunch and dinner are kind of markers in my day, and I've always kind of viewed them as markers. Uh, so when I see lunch, I'm like, oh, time to eat. Because I sometimes I eat breakfast, sometimes I don't. Um, and so that, that kind of varies from day to day, but usually lunch is my first meal of the day. And then I usually have more control over when I eat dinner, uh, usually around five. It used to be er, around seven uh, before the lockdown, but now it's a lot closer to five to six uh, when I'm trying to do this rule. And uh, yeah, the purpose for the, the, the stopping the snacking is that I'm not. I'm also not moving around as much as I should. I'm, all the gyms are closed. Um, of course, I can always walk outside, and I really don't like running. So it, it it's trying to limit my calorie intake so that I also don't yeah, just gain a lot of weight, you know, be healthy. <laughs> yeah. I guess the question that I have is uh, about this rule of life that you're thinking uh, that you're going to be taking on this in the upcoming week is what about this rule helps you to center your focus more on God? Because I think when we talk about rule of life uh, in a spiritual sense, what makes a good rule of life is probably whether or not it helps you to draw closer to God in your daily life. Mm, yeah, that's that's definitely true. I, I think the biggest thing is uh, the nighttime part where the later I eat dinner, the lazier I feel like I get. Um, 
and I just feel like really groggy in, at night, um, definitely slower. And I'm definitely not thinking about God if I'm eating dinner at like eight or nine or even 10 sometimes. Though I think recently, because I'm eating dinner later, it is that like kind of a reminder that dinner is the stop point. And so if I get feel like eating uh, because I'm bored or something like that, um, then I kind of, because of that stop point for me, I, I'm reminded that, oh no, I don't, I don't have to eat. Uh, but instead I should focus on other things. And usually my, my post dinner routine does involve like showering or, you know, brushing my teeth. It just kind of leisure uh, things. But one thing I've also been including lately, um, that I've always done is uh, reading and reading the Bible, um, in some capacity. And so when I eat earlier, I also have more time and more, I guess, margin with time uh, to complete these things. So I'm not rushed or not too sleepy by the time I need to read the Bible or something like that. So it definitely like opens up more time for me to uh, do do more things. Yeah. Mm. Cool. So yeah, that sounds really good. It sounds like it's like about being more mindful uh, with like your eating habits. And then there's also the component of being more um, more disciplined with your time or like kind of helping you to be more yeah. disciplined with your time. Nice. Yeah, yeah I would, yeah, I would say it, it, there is that thing of like when you're disciplined in one part of your life, it kind of like flows to other parts of your life or like you start to see patterns. Um, definitely before the coronavirus, I was going to the gym uh, pretty regularly or I was working out regularly um, three to four times a week. And I found that the more structure I had there, the more easy it was to get other things done or to transition to other things or like almost like putting other things in my schedule. Um, so yeah, I think this is like a really good way to recenter myself in kind of a time where I don't really have boundaries with my time. Mm, yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. I guess, I guess that kind of answers the question, but uh, yeah. Is there any other reason that you decided specifically now that this is like the rule of life that you want to take on? Um, I would say before I, I used to always be a heavy snacker because if it's in front of me, I, I'd eat it. Um, and, and how I'd restrict that before is I just don't buy it or I just don't bring it to work or wherever I was. So it's physically impossible for me to eat anything. Uh, but now that I'm at home most of the day, it's, it's right there. <laughs> so it's a lot harder to, um, control myself in that way. But because I've always had that stop start point and stop point um it's easy to kind of like account for myself you know in, in in that planning process of saying you know what's good for me and i know that i i tend to obey that start and stop point pretty well um so mm. when i when i when when that start and stop timer like there's a there's a huge margin there in, in terms of like there's a big gap in between then yeah i'll definitely be stacking more but now but i know that once i hit dinner i don't really snack after that and, and so, yeah, it's just now my previous way of restricting myself to eating uh, or just snacking a lot uh, didn't or doesn't apply to the current context where now I'm at home and there's snacks everywhere. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So viewers, if you're um, or listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just just to give kind of a rundown of what we're going to do this week, listeners. Um we're going to be each sharing a rule of life that we intend to pursue this week. 
And uh, then we'll take some time individually to meditate on, or we'll, we'll kind of talk about the rule of life and ask clarifying questions. And then we'll individually spend some time to meditate on it. And then we'll come back together and kind of talk about maybe like any sort of verses or uh, or any other thoughts we have on that on that rule of life. Yeah. Anyways, we could just kind of take some time. And we're back. Let's sh- let's share the verses that we sort of felt spoke to the- Daniel's rule of life for this week. Uh, do you want to go first or should I go first? Oh, it was supposed to go for to the- to my rule of life. Oh, I thought it was just for rule rules of life in general. <laughs> oh, yeah. I meant to do like for your rule of life. Oh. Okay. The, well, <laughs> does your does your first apply to your rule of life? I mean, it's 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 more like a general thing. Uh, actually, you know what? I can I can I can I can make it work. Make okay, it work. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. 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 But yeah, so I guess mine is also pretty general than uh, general too. Anyways, which is yeah. Mm. Uh, but. I think to me, when I was thinking about your rule of life, a verse that stood out to me a lot was Nehemiah four nine. Uh, mm-hmm. in in the ESV version, in in the English Standard Version, it says, "And we prayed to God, and we prayed to our God, and set a guard as a protection against them day and night." Um, mm-hmm. for some context, this is like this is in Nehemiah when they're. I guess they're, I think they're rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem or they're repairing the walls of Jerusalem. Mm. And there are enemies who are upset that they're doing this. And uh, as like the the Israelites, are they Israelites at this point? Or as the Jews are kind of carrying out their task, yeah. right? Um, mm. Wait, are they always Israelites? Random question. No, so actually, it's Israel and Judah. So Israel's this, I think, the southern kingdom, and Judah's the northern kingdom. And so Israel got ransacked, and they got carried to Babylon. And so Judah stayed behind, and they they were the Jerusalem, Jerusalem, right? Oh, um, so yeah. So there's the it's it's called the period of the diaspora, um, where I mean the whole period is called a diaspora, but there's a specific period where yeah, you basically have a split uh, of of God's people. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, that's why, and a lot of manuscripts you'll find is actually from the perspective of Judah, the, the Judah side, um, because they were the only ones that survived. Mm. <laughs> so you'll actually find things that are actually kind of like, that speak poorly of the Israelites, which is really interesting. Um, but, but Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just read Nehemiah and I guess that didn't stand out to me until just now. But yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's about, I, I, I guess like for context at this point. They're repairing the wall of Jerusalem and there are enemies who are kind of upset that they're doing this. And so um, they pray to God diligently day and night uh, in order to, and they set a guard. So this like person who's like very vigilant to constantly, it says like uh, for protection against them day and night. 
to always sort of guard them while they're repairing this wall. And I think that speaks sort of metaphorically to your rule of life, where you're saying you're being much more mindful about how you eat um, so that you can be more like diligent and less lazy in the times where in, in like after dinner so you can uh, have more time to pray with like more clear mind like you were saying right yeah it, it is um what I would say it is a a margin thing of like when I'm in a rush to do something of saying oh I gotta do something in like 15 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes I feel rushed and I don't really get into it Whereas like, oh, I finished dinner at six and I usually sleep around like 11, right? Or 10 or 11, then, or even 12. But it's just like, I have so much time to get something done. And I feel like because because of that, I can ease myself into it and just, you know, really spend my time in getting from one place to another place, mentally, spiritually, uh, what have you. Hmm. I see. Okay, maybe my verse isn't that good. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, that was, that was kind of like the verse that came to mind for me. What about you? Okay. Uh, also, minor correction, Judah is the southern kingdom and Israel is the northern kingdom because his kingdom Israel had Samaria. Um, so just, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, my verse, uh, my verse comes from Luke 6, uh, verse 12. And in the ESV version, it says this, In these days he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. Uh, the, you'll, and the reason why I chose this verse, um, there's many verses that kind of say Jesus doing the same thing, uh, is that usually like you will find Jesus doing a practice of escaping from anyone and just taking his personal time or just making sure that he has his personal time to do his own thing. And especially as like things get more busy, I, you kind of see that he takes even more time to get away. I, I think in this other place where, yeah, the, the disciples go out onto a boat and he's like, all right, I'll see you guys on the other side. And he goes and prays. I, I think that that really speaks about something about how, yeah, the more desperate you are, the more tired you are, the more these rules of life become more important. Um, and the more it's easy to forget these uh, rules of life or just these practices. Uh, and for Jesus in this specific context, it's prayer, it's time, time with God, you know, time alone. Uh, and, and for me, I would say it is kind of the same thing of like, I'm giving myself a lot of time to just go through the day of review the day of uh, reading the Bible, reading whatever book I'm reading and just giving myself that space to do uh, things. Cause I find that the busier I get, the less I, the first thing that goes is usually my quiet times. Uh, and so this is a really good way of kind of instilling that after dinner is just my quiet time or just, you know, this is me time almost. Uh, and yeah, so I, I think this, this first really speaks about yeah, just general rule of life. But I also feel like in this specific case, this is how I'm kind of connecting it of like, I'm giving myself a lot of space, a lot of time to yeah, just spend time with God. That definitely sounds like a, uh, a two marshmallow rule of life. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> two, two marshmallow behavior right there. Two marshmallow behavior. But yeah, because, I mean, what you're saying is basically instead of, instead of snacking, which would be the one marshmallow, you're going to be more intentional about how you eat. 
uh, so that come dinner time and afterwards, the time is more set aside and you're more mentally prepared uh, to seek after things that are better, right? Uh, and yeah, so yeah. that is very too marshmallowy, delaying your gratification <laughs> or kind of like resisting or kind of, I guess, what's the word? Uh, denying oneself. I'd say self-control. Right? Yeah, I would say self-control. Yeah, denying oneself or self-control. I, I would say it's along those mm. lines. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, do you have anything else that you want to say about your rule of life? Yeah, I think how my rule of life plays or relates and how it, it kind of is an extrapolation of like the big quote-unquote rule of life uh, where I find that, yeah, rule of life, what, what a rule of life is is that it's like good for your soul and it, it keeps... You know, it keeps life going, keeps you centered on God. Um, and I, I find in my practice or in my day to day, I see that there's kind of two types and they can be intertwined. One that's good for your soul and one that's enjoyable for life. Uh, they may or may not be the same thing or different things. Uh, I would say one thing, uh, a really good example is like morning prayer. Uh, we've been doing morning prayer. I've been really enjoying it, but it isn't exactly for everyone. <laughs> And there, there is that aspect uh, of like, hey, it's good for your soul. And some people will find it enjoyable and some people don't. And maybe that's like the one thing that like that I do that's good for my soul. And so to counteract or to kind of find a balance with them, I'd probably do something more enjoyable or like, oh, if I do morning prayer, maybe I'll take, you know, the nighttime a little bit more relaxed. Maybe I won't read as much or maybe I'll, you know, make that time shorter and like play games or something. Um, and I find that there, there generally needs to be that balance. Cause I feel like if there's so many rules that are like kind of restricting you, there's not like kind of a space to play almost. I, I feel like that that's almost kind of like the Pharisees in the Bible where you're like, it's, it's all, it's all work and no, no fun. You know? <laughs> um, I think another thing is like for introverts versus extroverts where introverts is probably more time alone versus extroverts. It's more time with others in, in some way. I would say like for extroverts, a rule of life could be maybe once a week saying that you call a friend or you meet up with people at, maybe after the coronavirus, but you know, that sort of thing. Um, and so it, it is like keeping, taking into account for like where you're at and what you kind of thrive on as a person and working with that instead of just forcing it in one way of like, you know, those new new year's resolutions and how like for most people, they almost always fail. <laughs> and so this is a way of building in the practice instead of just setting yourself up for failure uh, when things do get harder. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a really good point is like, uh, yeah, I guess a good rule of life is also sustained by, yeah, anyways, I, I have no clue what I was saying. But yeah, I, I do think that that is like a good point that um, I guess case per case, right? Um, like if your rule of life is, oh, I'm going to run like 10 miles uh, today. Or uh, th this is just an example. Like if you're if your rule of life that you're adding is I'm going to run 10 miles today but you're usually like a five mile runner type of person, then you probably shouldn't be running your original five miles. Uh, I don't know. That's a pretty bad analogy. I just mean like you shouldn't overload no, no, yourself, if, right? 
No, no, it, it works. It works. Like you can't consistently just keep running 10 miles from then on. Like it doesn't make sense. You, you kind of have to build yourself into it. Uh, I think in, in my rule of life, that, that example of like, because I'm locked in, uh, that rule of life is effective for me because this only happens when I'm stuck at home. Versus once I'm working, I can probably return back to my old uh, habits, which is like, I'm just not going to bring anything and I'll probably go to the gym and, you know, it'll return to that rule of life. So it is like per season, per case. Um, and, it, and I think it helps to be specific um, and very intentional in that way. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. But yeah, maybe, uh, maybe we'll just get into my rule of life this for this week now. Yeah, what is your rule of life? Mm, yeah, well, I guess there are, I have like a lot of sorts of rules of life that mm. are basically, basically after a while, I think it's like you were saying, it becomes like a habit that kind of keeps me centered. Um, yeah. yeah, and honestly though, like, and honestly, when these things kind of fall through, I think my perspective and my focus on God really falls through as well. Do you notice that in the day-to-day of like, hey, something's off? Or, you know, do you, do you kind of get those cues? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, for example, one of the things uh, one of the things that I would do is like in the morning, I would get up really early so I could have time to read the Bible and pray. Mm. And then some mornings, though, that's not practical because some mornings I'll like grab a coffee with a friend, uh, with a brother before going to work, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't have like the, I don't have like that time to spend reading the Bible and praying by myself anymore. Uh, and it's spent on the coffee and it's spent on grabbing coffee instead. And then what I'll find on those days is by the time I hit the afternoon, I guess it'll just be like, I feel very depleted. Mm. Um, and that might just be, I mean, there's a lot of factors there. Like one of them is just like talking to somebody in the morning is itself like <laughs> an amount of effort. Um, <laughs> but also I I do think that it is, it is that I find myself with like a little more anxiety um, and unable to kind of reframe my mind to think about the world and to think about my surroundings from uh, from like a gospel or God oriented perspective, um, mm. yeah, and, and it usually does kind of strike me as like, oh wow, I'm I'm really depleted, which I think, I think, um, I I guess this is like kind of a concept that I read in this book, emotionally healthy spirituality by Peter Scazzaro. Mm-hmm where he he kind of like posits i don't know posit, uh, argues that we don't just need god like in the morning and then like you kind of drain out your drain out your like spiritual tank until the end of the day um we kind of as christians sometimes uh really what we need is to like rely on god for the whole day so we need to be able to fill ourselves up in the middle of the day or, like uh, fill ourselves up throughout the day, right? And if we're, in my case, what I'm talking about, like I don't, 
I ended up missing like my rule, which is like morning, morning prayer and morning, uh, morning scripture. Then what I find is like my tank isn't even filled to begin with. Um, but yeah, that that's definitely one thing. Right. But I think for my rule of life going into this week, what I'm thinking of doing is I'm, I want to try to be more conscious of conscious of decisions. Mm. What does, what does that mean? What does, what does that look like? Yeah. So as like a very one marshmallow individual, right. Uh, I tend to kind of, I tend to kind of like not, I guess my, when I make decisions, I tend to not think about them too much and they just kind of like come and go. And I think that kind of affects, well, I have like a lot of examples, right. In my life. So, uh, okay. So like even the simple things, right. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm in the middle of my day and I want to, I suddenly like get the itch to like want to watch a YouTube video or something like that, or to like Mm -hmm. just entertain myself for a little bit. Then at that point, I'm basically taking a, I am somewhat presented with a decision, right? Like, should I go to watch this video or uh, should I like stay focused on whatever I'm doing and like continue working or should I like, uh, or should I, I I don't know, whatever else, right? But I think basically the thing that I find is that I live life with a lot of these types of decisions without actually making a conscious decision for them. And what I find is by the end of the day, it compounds and suddenly, suddenly I'll have chosen to distract myself, um, many, many times throughout the day. (laughs) And I'll find that all my time is basically wasted. Um, you find that on your screen time, it's six hours on YouTube. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah something like that right but I, I guess another way that it manifests is also mm, when when I choose to just like entertain myself and it compounds like that the larger picture choice that I'm making is am I going to um, am I going to focus on focus on I think God and like my desire for God or am I going to choose my desi- my desire to just like distract myself or my desire mm. to entertain myself for the day right mm. uh, and I think my point being that or like the point of this rule of life is that when I just let these decisions slip right past me then what happens is I end up not, um, I, I, it seems like small decisions, but I end up like kind of having really, uh, having decisions of like larger consequences uh, of larger consequence kind of fall through. Mm, so it's like a slippery slope almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like a slippery slope. I think like another good example of uh, a good example of like a larger one, uh, similar to the last example I gave was um, I was in this situation where a friend of mine or like a an older 
an older uh, brother at church, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was basically kind of telling me about. He was basically, I guess, he was telling me about the troubles of like another brother at church, mm-hmm. and that was kind of like, like looking back in hindsight, it was basically he was gossiping about like this brother, but out of a sense of like, oh, like. He was asking me like, "Oh, could I help out?" or like, "What could, what could, what could we do like for this other brother?" Mm-hmm. And ultimately, ultimately, I kind of like, I kind of messed things up in that I let, uh, so so this older brother he asked me not to tell the other guy. Okay, I'm just gonna assign them names. So older brother, let's call him. Joe and the other guy. Let's call him Piglet. Okay, I don't know random names, but basically Joe is telling me about troubles that Piglet is having, mm-hmm. and uh, he's kind of at that point confiding, taking something that was confided in him and that does not belong to him, and kind of like telling me about it. But at that point, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, like, it makes sense. We're going to try to help this guy out. Uh, and then, lo and behold, comes, like, the situation where Piglet kind of tries to talk to me. And in that moment, Piglet's like, oh, like, did somebody tell you about my situation? And I was just like, oh, yeah, Joe told me about it. Ooh. Yeah, and I guess, so to me, though, at that point, there was, like, a decision, right? And mm-hmm. the decision is something along the lines of, like, uh, do, uh, I mean, at that point, it's, like, two pretty bad choices, right? It's, like, yeah. <laughs> do I do I lie to Piglet, uh, or do I, bri- do I lie to, do I lie to Piglet? And kind of keep the trust of Joe, mm-hmm. or do I, or do I break Joe's trust? Right. Yeah. It, and that, and this is why we should never gossip, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like even when it seems like, quote unquote, like good, good, I'm helping somebody gossip. It's it's all like it's all bad. Mm-hmm. Uh. At least that's just my opinion right now. Mm. And yeah, I think like the thing is though that decision never occurred to me. To me, I was just like, "Oh, okay. It's it sounds like Piglet has figured it out. So <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, oh yeah, like Joe told you, right? Uh, I mean, Joe told me, uh." And yeah, like the decision kind of never occurred to me. Mm. I think that's one of those things where it really slips through. Or even when Joe is like, Joe is kind of gossiping mm-hmm. to me. There was a decision at that point too, right? And honestly, if I had, if I like played it right, right, yeah, uh, I would have been, I would have been smarter and been like, oh, like this is something that. Piglet confided in you, Joe. You should not tell me because now I'm in a position where I 
basically have to lie or to hurt you later on. But at the time, of course, I was just like, oh, yeah, it's a it's a good thing that I get to help out Piglet, right? Uh, yeah, just like these types of things. That's like, I mean, I think that's like on a different side of the spectrum where it's like, I'm just making unwise decisions <laughs> because I'm not conscious of the decisions. Uh, uh, whereas the former case is I'm, I'm kind of, I'm making a decision between whether or not I am going to pursue God with my life and like the most valuable parts of my time mm-hmm. or pursue something else and. In some cases, like unknowingly, right? Mm, yeah, but that was kind of like what I was talking about earlier about how one rule of life can effectively influence other ones. So, yeah, like these rule rule of life rules of life that we have should play in harmony with each other, and there should be flexibility between them. Uh, and yeah, I definitely see that in that case where like maybe one part that seems so uh, minute or insignificant in one part of your life just definitely plays out in another part. Um, I, I guess my question to you is, like, so how are you, to be more specific, how are you exactly stopping in the moment and thinking about these? Are, are you doing, like, something specific uh, about it? Um, honestly, I'm not too sure how it's going to play out exactly yet. Um, I think one thing is definitely... Well, I mean, I already kind of started today. Mm-hmm. And one thing is when I have been more intentional about, oh, if I want to like watch a YouTube video, this is the only one that I can watch. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I need to get back to work or like mm-hmm. I need to work for like this many hours uh, or like this amount of time straight and then I can take a break and like watch one video or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and how how is that progress? How has that been? Yeah, I think I think it's well. So so far, I have been more productive, but I suppose like what I'm hoping for and like hoping will like kind of project. I guess what I'm projecting into like or what I hope like the results will be is that. Ultimately, I am trying to put my desire for God above all of my other desires in life. To be honest, right, like that, I think in itself is not like a normal thing to have, right? Yeah. Uh, Where, oh yeah, everything, like everything else doesn't matter if I don't like have God, right? Mm -hmm. Or if I don't have God's presence. Um. And I think it takes the work of the Holy Spirit to really change that mindset, right? Mm-hmm. But as of now, the only thing that I can think of doing to work towards that in some way, right, mm-hmm. is to like align my actions in a way that it is like putting God first and then like intentionally making it so that everything else does not kind of like matter until I've spent like the time in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I think like in terms of entertainment or distraction, that is like as long as I'm cutting out distraction, that helps me to have more time. And then from there, it's like, oh, am I going to spend the time pursuing God, uh, pursuing my relationship with God? I do think that, yeah, 
Yeah, I think it is like, like I think ultimately, rules of life like aren't the things that like save us, and there aren't the things that give us salvation. Yeah. yeah. Or in this case, it's not gonna like make me desire God more, mm-hmm. right? Um. But I do think that it is going to give me, um. It is going to like help me to carve out that time better and to make me more conscious of like where I'm kind of choosing other things over God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like my hope Yeah, <laughs> uh, is that it, it really kind of trickles and makes me more aware mm-hmm. of my desires. Yeah. It, it does sound like that, the aspect of, yeah, like these rules of life, it's, it's a, it's a moving document, right? It, it changes over time. Um, and we're like, yeah, you currently have, for yourself, you currently have this rule uh, to be more aware, to be more intentional about time uh, and setting time boundaries, essentially. That, like, if it doesn't work, you change it, right? <laughs> or if it doesn't work in another way, like, you change that. Um, I, I think, I, I really like what you said about, like, yeah, ultimately, it's not our salvation. Ultimately, this is not the goal. But rather, like, the rules of life is a means to the goal. Um, where, yeah, I definitely see that, like, where people obey their rules to the T. Um, I mean, yeah, that's good. Uh, but at the same time, there, there should be room for flexibility. Um, there should be room for, you know, joy in in different things because life is not static. Not life is not, it's not always the same. Like things change, people come and go, that type of thing. Um, so yeah, I, I really liked what you said about, yeah, it's not, it's not the end goal, but it is, it's a way to get to the end goal. Yeah. And to be honest, I think like in my case, I mean, it, it, it is kind of like different per case. Like what is the rule of life meant for? Right. Yeah. But I think in my case, it's kind of like, I don't even know that it's necessarily like a way to get to the goal. Mm. I think it's just like, it's pretty much like all I can do that kind of points towards the goal in some way. Yeah. (laughs) It's almost like it's a diagnostic tool (laughs) of some sorts. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like the only way I'm going to reach that goal of actually wanting God over like all the other things in my life is if God really takes me there. Mm. Right. Mm. And if God really kind of makes himself makes, uh, okay. I don't know if I'm, if this sounds bad, right? But like, if God really makes himself that much more desirable in my life. Mm, um, I see. Like giving, giving him the space to kind of like, I guess, not to say test God, but really giving him the space to work in your life. I, I think that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, maybe. Um, or, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I think for these, like, these rules of life, it is putting a lot of control in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I think... For, for a change to happen, it does happen in increments where like you kind of have to enable yourself to do it. You kind of have to reduce the barriers almost. Um, and, you know, those people who do have those like 180 changes, like, yeah, that's awesome and everything. Um, but there is that idea of like sustained change of as like, as we go through life, like, yeah, we should be more, more like Jesus, right? More of a, pe- a person of love. And I, I think that, um, yeah, giving giving God just the space, giving the spirit the space in your heart, just like, okay, do your thing. I, I don't know what I'm doing here, right? Or, you know, this is a part I'm struggling with and um, I don't know how to put 
find space or find places to put uh, you in, uh, you being the Holy Spirit. Um, so yeah, I, I really like your approach where, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes it's uh, hard to define specifically. Um, but yeah, it, it is like kind of, that's the starting point. And hopefully down the line that, yeah, you will realize um, later on, like, oh, that's, that's what I need to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely think it's like, a, yeah, we could always talk about, we could always talk about, I think, like, desires and having God as, like, our primary desire yeah. in life in another in another episode. Yeah. I think it's just, like, a big discussion. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for for my rule of life. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, these, these are, like, two approaches <laughs> that we just, mine is very, very specific, um, and it has a very specific um, kind of goal in mind, uh, whereas, yeah, for you, Gabe, it, it, it's almost like it's a very general one. Uh, there were very specific cases, but it, in general, it, sometimes it is just so hard to narrow down and you just have to see where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe next week we can kind of talk about how it went. And then by then I'll be able to say like, oh yeah, this is how like, uh, my rule of life played out or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. then I can kind of like incorporate that more steadily. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I mean, I think like the obvious way so far is just like, oh, YouTube or work, or like yeah. YouTube or pray. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because I think my rule of life is more about being aware. Mm. And then it's kind of like aware of what? And it's like, oh, like this vague thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Eventually, as I reflect, it should narrow down. Yeah, like you should get there. Yeah. You should get into the ballpark in that. That should clear itself out, hopefully. Or, yeah, it should clear itself out. Yeah, exactly. It, everything just takes time to refl- reflect and things like that. Mm, yeah, yeah. For this week, we have my rule of life, which is eating in strict, not strict, but in a, start, a distinct start and end time and how that will affect my uh, daily life and quiet time with God. And for Gabe, it is raising awareness and seeing what that looks like. Um, in, in his day-to-day and distractions and choosing God in every moment. Uh, so thank you for joining us this time and hope to catch you guys next week with our progress. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.